Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. One of the things that makes today special is that our pastor E.S. Joy is going to be praying for us towards our exams. Amen. Oh, you're not excited about it. Amen. And today we have testimonies about how these prayers have worked for some people. Amen. Like from, maybe we'll be hearing a lot of them and I believe that as you hear it, you'll be stirred up to believe the prayers when they are coming. Amen. I mean, some of you, you've heard the prayers, ah, but it doesn't really seem to be doing anything for you, and it's just because you don't believe. Amen. But I believe that as you hear these testimonies and as she's praying for us, it would move you to believe and open up your heart to receive it. Amen. Okay, put your hands together for our first testimony from Gassi of the Chalak Dancers. Hi, Gassi. Hi, everyone. Please introduce yourself to us. Can you take I'm Gassi and from the Bwedi Charisma Center and also part of the Chalak Dances. Wow. Okay, Gassi, tell us about your testimony. Yeah, my testimony is about how the prayers of our pastor E.S. Dre Philippe Bruce uh, helped me get an increase in my CWA. Wow. How many of you want an increase in your CWA? Oh, it's like just a few people want an increase in my CWA. <laughs> hey, I really need an increase in my CWA. I pray that as you listen, you'll be stirred up to believe that you will also receive an increase in your CWA. Amen. So, Gassi, tell us more. Okay, so last semester, during the examination, with much preparation through Agenda 5 and also the prayers of our mommy, I prepared myself very well and I was expecting to get good grades. So, and then? And when the exams came, I did very well. I was so happy by the grace of God. But there was this one subject that I didn't understand why I... <laughs> How many of us? Me, me, I had that one subject. Me, I also got some. <laughs> hey! I didn't understand why I got as low as C because that one I was really expecting either an A or B. Okay. So, and then what happened? So, um... During one of our services, mommy prayed on our booster. So I gave and she said, some of us through our boosters are going to receive increase in our CWAs and a lot more. So I really believe that and, and I was hoping that there will be some changes. I also took a step of faith and went to see my lecturer and informed her that I don't really understand. I feel like the max is not mine. Because, uh, <laughs> now you see, after, after she gave her booster, and she received the prayers. She believed that like it has been solved. So she went to see her lecturer to like, I mean, I don't deserve this see. You have to do something about it. Okay, so Gassi, tell us what happened. I went to see my lecturer and 
when I got there, she realized that she actually did a mistake by switching her marking scheme with a different course. And I then you get what is happening here. So the marks we had for me and the entire class, I read political science, so the entire political class actually had, but um, they didn't get their own grades. It was actually for a different course, and our grade, the grade, their grades were given to us. So that was the mistake that happened. So, so her offering actually saved the whole class. Hey! <laughs> because I'm sure they would have also been getting B's and C's and D's. Some even got F's. She was telling me, and they would have been wondering, ah, why did we get it? But just because of her step of faith, it has saved the whole class. Amen. So Cassie, tell us more about the testimony. So she rectified her mistake and then she changed it and I had what I expected. I was so happy and there was actually an increase in my CWA. Wow, because she changed it, there was an increase in her CWA. As you listen and you believe, there will be changes for an increase in your CWA as well. Amen. So that's what would you like to tell the church? I would like to tell the church to believe in the prayers of our pastor, E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. And we shouldn't doubt it because when you don't, you don't believe in what you are doing, I, didn't think, I don't think there is any essence of you giving. Yeah. You have to believe it and have faith. And then be putting yourself in whatever we do by giving when it comes to offering. And then you see the manifestation of God. God's hand in your life. Thank you. Amen. Put your hands together for Gassi. We take our second testimony from Michelle of the Communion Stars. Put your hands together for Michelle. Michelle, um, I'm the Basanta of Atia for Communion Stars and also in Wedi Judah Center. So, my testimony is about how Mommy's prayers helped me in my exams. Okay, tell us what happened. So, last semester, we had a new course. A new course? Yeah. Okay. And that course, when I go to class, I'm confused. Like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Forgive! <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So when um, um, exams was coming, I didn't prepare for it because I was like, I don't understand. Hey, you didn't prepare for the <laughs> mercy. So and uh, I remember, I remember mommy's prayers have helped me before. So I said, okay. I remember mommy's prayers have helped me before. Then that day, it was on a Wednesday. I started to wake up early around three days. Mommy had already sent the prayers. So one thing I did was to listen to the prayers as like when I wake up, I listen to them. So I listen to mommy's prayers and the prayer shows like, may we, may the Holy Spirit guide you and show you what's coming. So as you've not prepared that one, yeah, that's the one that you really need oh, because. <laughs> so I, I, when I, I was about to start, I told the Holy Spirit, you heard what Sister Joy said, you have to do your job. <laughs> Okay. So when I started, the Holy Spirit was like, okay. So I heard it was an audible voice, like someone was in the room with me. Wow. So the Holy Spirit said, open your side. Then I opened. Then he was like, have you, have you seen this diagram? Look at it. The definition. Have you seen this calculation? Watch this calculation work. Like everything. And funny enough, that side of the side, I didn't touch it because I thought it wouldn't come. But what you learned came by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I think you put your hands together. You see, an anointed person is the one who prays for us. So definitely, as 
she prays for us. She's releasing the Holy Spirit upon us to show us. Look at this diagram. Look at this calculation. Watch this. And I believe that as you are listening to Michelle's testimony, it will be our testimony too. Amen. Michelle, continue your testimony. And so when the results came, I had a strong A. Wow, not just an A, but a strong A. I don't know how many of you are believing God for a strong A. Open your heart and receive a strong A in the name of Jesus. I receive it. But funny enough, what happened was that when I was talking to one of my friends about that course, she was talking, she was complaining. I was like, ah, oh, wow, what has happened? She said, the lecturer mafia them in that course and poor God being a Wow. But I got a strong aid. Somebody who had been prepared for the cause, but the Holy Spirit was on her side, and she got a strong aid. So, Michelle, what would you like to tell the church? So, what I like to tell the church is, Mommy's prayers, take it personal. Because today I'm taking it with all my cause aid. So, wow. you have, so you have to take it personal. Then you also get your aid. Amen. Thank you very much, Michelle. She said that she has already, she already has an expectation. And I think that each and every one should have that too. She has an expectation that as she's listening to E.S. Joyce prayers, all her courses, she'll get an A. So I'm also leaving you with this tip that each and every one should have an expectation before the prayers come. Amen. So put your hands together for the Lord. Are you excited to be in church this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, my neighbor, you are welcome to our special service. Oh, everybody here has a neighbor. And I'm saying, look at your neighbor and say, my neighbor, you are welcome to our special service. Your life is about to change. Hallelujah. And we will also be receiving special prayers for our exams. This is the best church in Kumasi. This is the best church all over the world because we have one of the most anointed bishops as our pastor, as our prophet, as our friend, our leader. Put your hands together and welcome E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce I don't know whether it's corpses that came to church this morning. But if you are alive, and if the Spirit of God is in you, and if you have something to be grateful for, put your hands together and a shout! Hey, are you alive? Father, we are grateful. Let's pray. Thank you so much for bringing us to church. So many things have happened, and so many other things could have happened. And yet we are here this morning. We are so grateful. Thank you for taking us through this semester. Thank you that even in the midst of all kinds of things that were happening, you have kept us, and you continue to keep us. As we come before your word this morning, I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us Minister to us in our heart, oh God, and let it make a difference to each of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Before you sit down, find your Bible. Remember, I told you we're going back to the Bible. These days, you, you have your Bible only on your phone, which you don't read. When you take it to read, not then bigmama.com, it will pop up. Get a Bible. <laughs> Lift it up. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you glad to be in church this morning? We're also happy to have you here. Try and sit somewhere where you can see a screen or where you can follow what is going on. And I'm just going to get into the word in a few minutes. Hallelujah. This is our come service or welcome service. And you're very welcome. Wherever you came from, it's good to see you. And before I start, I want to welcome a special friend of mine. Amen. You know, I'll, I'll tell you why she's special. I'll tell you why she's special. If you are a follower of Bishop Dag, you have listened to him a few times. You see that he talks about the fact that when he went to Suhum, he received an anointing, isn't it? And that when he received that anointing and he came back and he was preaching, one lady wrote to another lady in the church and said, our pastor has changed. This was many years ago. Tell you, it's before you were born. Before you were born. Yeah. One of those two ladies is here this morning. Wow. That means she has been in the church from the beginning. Ask your neighbor, you, what have you joined that you have been there from the beginning? That you have not become annoyed and left or become some way. This morning, I want us to welcome Lady Pastor Mercy Vanderpoy. Put your hands together. Oh, I'm not enjoying your clap. Oh. Put your hands together. Can I have a microphone, please? I said put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. I told you that she's a special lady. She has two children in this church. Jojo and Mercy Joanna. Amen. Hey. 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 More of you, eh? Your children in the church are a lot too. Hey. We also learned recently when we had a certain visitor. We were very blessed by the, by the ministration of Prophet His Lord Amma. And he said that this was the lady who brought him to Christ. So we are blessed this morning. You are very welcome. We're happy to have you here. Oh, you're clapping. No, At least we want to hear your voice. We want to hear you say something. Please sit down so that others can see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall you look like one of the students here? You could easily have just fitted among us. Hey! This is a very beautiful church. I'm very, very honored and blessed to be here. Wow. I've looked for this opportunity and God has granted it. Amen. I really believe that when God loves you, he gives you a pastor. Mm. And I have felt wow. that love since I was a teenager and I joined this church from Bishop wow. Dark Ward Mills. Wow. And through Bishop, you have also been blessed to have ears joy. It is God's love 
God's expression of love towards you. And um, this morning I was reading Jeremiah 3.15. The Bible says that God, the whole chapter is about backsliding. But God said that, in verse 15, he said that, I'll give you pastors after my heart who will teach you with knowledge and understanding. And I believe that is what you are getting here. And so I want you to hold on to all her teachings, all the prayers. And when they were sharing the testimonies, I think I'll go and find some of the prayers so that I can also increase uh, whatever I need in my life. But yes, Joy, thank you for having me. I look forward to a wonderful time. God bless you for coming. Put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We thank God for how far he's brought us. And one of the things we're going to do in this service, I was just going to pray for you about your exams, but since that time, other things have happened. You are aware that other things have happened? Or you are not aware that other things have happened? How many of you are aware that other things have happened? Those of you at the back, you are not aware. It's because you are always sitting at the back. That's why you are not aware. Hey, at the side, are you aware that some other things have happened? Do you know that your exams are under threat or you don't know? Yeah. Our exams are under threat. There are people who need, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. They are trying to go on strike. But do you know that prayer can change it? I said, do you know that prayer can change it? Uh-huh. You see, some of you, you don't have sense. So you are saying that, oh, let's go home. The last time you went home, have you forgotten what happened to you? The last time, the last time. It was mid-sems. Mid-sems were supposed to start on the 16th of March, year 2020. And then I remember that that night, our president spoke. And I remember from my house where I lived, I heard the shouting in the, in the hostels as you were jubilating that, oh, come Monday, there'll be no midterms. Little did you know that you were going home and you will not see the couples again till January. So don't make the same mistake. Are you with me? Don't make the same mistake. We want to finish the year. Oh, you don't want to finish the year. You are in third year, you want to remain in third year. Or you are in second year, you want to remain in second year. Or as you came as a fresher, first year, you want to remain in fresher. What was wrong with you? Hey, are there some fourth years? You are going to be a graduate this year. You don't want to graduate. Hey. Okay. So now you understand why we will pray. They have issues. May the Lord help them with their issues. But we want to finish our academic year. So we'll add that prayer as well. Is it a good idea? But before we do that, I want to share a word of God with you. Pardon my voice. It's just, it's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. This morning, my message is very simple. It's the simple message that you see written on some of our t-shirts. And it just says, come. Come. Amen. Come. Come to who? Some of you, the people who have been calling you, you like to sit down. When they are calling you, as you are passing, then you also say yes, and then you come. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about this morning. It might interest you to know that one of the most frequently used words in the Bible is the word come. I looked it up 2,106 times. In different places, God is saying come. But human beings, we are always running away. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to stop running. It's time to stop running. Some of you, as soon as your father enters the house, you run away. It's because of the kind of child that you are. Some of you, as soon as your mother is coming, you run away because you know what you have done. Are you in the house? 
Your lecture is coming. You run away. Mercy. Mercy. But God is always inviting us to him. He's always inviting us. And I thank God for a Sunday such as today. We don't know what's going to happen from here on. Please, if you are here, you are not in your mask. Wear it. Uh -huh. And not only here, wear it around. Hmm. You're looking at me like I came out of space. I haven't come out of space. Or oh, you have not seen that your colleagues have got COVID. Just this morning, I've got another text. I cannot smell. I cannot taste. That's a sure sign. Lady Pastor, is it not a sure sign of Corona? Thank you very much. It's a sure sign. It's a sure sign. Hey, you are very quiet. Uh, you didn't know that that's what was doing your roommate. Hey. Yeah, the hospital is full. When you go there, you say you want to take a test. They won't do the test for you. Yeah. They won't do the test for you unless you are sick already. And they said that it's because they are overrun. They have too many samples. They can't finish. So if you don't take care of yourself, something will do who? Thank you. So it's not just here. Wear the mask. Wear the mask. The church has become very quiet. Oh. <laughs> Ajay, eh, it's because of conspiracy. You'll be sitting down talking conspiracy. you conspire. Something will do you. <laughs> because as you can see, you are sitting on top of each other in the school. Is it not so? When you sit down to, write a, to go to the lecture, is it not one person here, one person here? Is it not tied to tie bone to bone? Yeah. So protect yourself. Do it yourself. Don't wait for somebody. Is that okay? Oh, I'm not enjoying your responses this morning. Hallelujah. Anyway, I thank God for today. I thank God for our spiritual father, Bishop Doug. Amen. And I thank God for the heart that he has for young people. When I was going to on campus, I didn't have a pastor. And for the four years I was there, my back leg never entered a church. I didn't even really know where the churches were on campus. And it meant something. But that's not your experience because of him. Put your hands together for him this morning. And I want to just share, my message is short. But I want you to listen to it well. Because many of you are at the point in your lives where you are experimenting with a lot of things. And one of the things it makes you do is that it makes you run away. There are some of you, I know you, you're my church member, you smile at me, but you're on weed. You're on weed. Yeah. You're smiling at me, but you don't go to class. You are smiling at me. You are here this Sunday morning, but you came out of another bed that was not your own. In fact, your roommate, you're a guy, but your roommate is a girl. There are a lot of you. You see, you are doing as if it is not you. <laughs> Are you in the house? Are you there? Recently, I told somebody, I said to him that for your own survival, go and tell your mother who you are. And the guy did logoligi. Do you know what logoligi is? It's like he was going round, round, round. Then one day I said, no, you must tell your mother who you are. She doesn't know you. The mother couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe that this was her child. Hey! And some of you who are here, you are like that. Your parents think that you are very correct. Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, are you one of them? <laughs> the other side, are you alive at all? All the action is here. Are you alive on that side of the hall? 
When you come to church, that's when you bring your quietness. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Meanwhile, when you are Shinjama, you are in the front line. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. When you come to church, be real. Be yourself. Something makes us shout. Something. What makes you shout? Yeah. And I'm saying to you that many of us have a cover. What we are seeing is not the real you. It's not the real you. It's the mask. You are wearing the mask. And some of you, your mask, it is centimeters thick. It's not just a mask, but it's thick. So when you come, you have arrived here with your face looking very straight. You've actually had your bath this morning. Usually you don't bath. But this morning, you're bad. Then you wore a clean shirt. And you came. Hello. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, how thick is your mask? How thick is your mask? And it's because of your mask that people think you are a nice person. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because of your mask. And so they are friends with you and they are flowing with you. But if they knew how you really are, they wouldn't like you. Are you in the house? Hey, the way you are quiet, I'm wondering whether you are alive this morning. A lot of pretenders are in church. And many of them are young. Ask your neighbor, what I'm saying, is it the real you? Is it the real you? Some of you, you quarrel so much, but you are sitting here very quietly. As if nothing. I mean, you're cool. Hey. Not too long ago, a certain brother told me that, you know, he'd been looking for a wife and he saw a certain young lady and he just wanted to know my opinion about it. He came to talk to me. I am a pastor of the two people, so I couldn't tell him the truth. So I just told him that I wonder, or I think you should pray, maybe you should look elsewhere. But the truth is that the innocent looking sister that he likes, she is more than a witch. Oh, cry. Oh. Please, if you are sitting by a sister, ask her that perchance. Is it, it is you? Total witchcraft. Hey. <laughs> she would have controlled him and manipulated him with her tears. Hey. Some of you know what I'm saying. That's how your roommate is. When you get up in the day, your face is a mask. When you enter the room, everybody stops talking. That's how you are. But we don't know because what we see when you come outside is the mask. And your parents also don't know. Your parents also don't know. But this morning I came to talk to you about somebody who sees through all of that. He sees through all of that. I said he sees through all of that. Your mask can be a mile thick. He sees through all of that. And the most amazing thing is that you see, if you didn't have that mask, I've worn the mask too. That's why I know that we wear masks. Are you there? You, you feel that if they knew how I really was, they'll reject me. But this person knows how you really are. And he doesn't reject you. Rather, he says, come. Rather, he says, come. He knows how you are. 
He knows that you have 42 pimples on one side of your face. This morning you have painted it with concealer and you have added foundation, but he knows what is under the foundation. He knows what is there. He knows. But he still says, come. Come. Sometimes I meet people who say, the way I am bad, let me go and sort myself out and come. If you could have sorted yourself out, you would have done it already. Long time. But he says, come. Now when he calls you, if I'm standing here and I say, Kata, come, I will not call him just for fun. I'm calling him because of something. And I'll say to him, come, I want you to ask these people. This morning, I've sent him several times. I sent him to tell one of my sons that if he doesn't wear a mask, I'll sack him from church. Then I sent him to ask somebody to why I can't see the words on the board. I'm, I'm sending you over something. Are you in the house? In the same way, God calls us for something for something. There's a reason why in the Bible we see it over and over. You have run. I'm talking to some of you. Today, you came because somebody called you. You came because somebody invited you. Some of you came because I sent you a letter with your name on it. That's why you are here. But generally and usually, you are not here. I'm talking to some people. I haven't mentioned your name, so just look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it's you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why is he saying come? Reason number one. To give you water. To give you water. Let's go to Isaiah 55 and verse 1. Isaiah 55, 1. Ho! Everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without honey and without price. Why is he calling you? He says that if you are thirsty, come. And you may be saying that I'm not thirsty. The reason why you are saying you're not thirsty is that you are thinking about physical thirst. But there is a thirst that is deeper than what is physical. There is a thirst that makes you do things. Are you in the house? And many of us and many of the young people who are listening to me this morning, it is because of the the thirst in you that you have found yourself in a certain place doing certain things. In John chapter 4, Jesus took a stroll and he walked through an area and sat down by a well. And at noonday, a woman came there to fetch water. Please, we don't fetch water at noonday. And certainly not in the Middle East, because in the Middle East it's hotter than here. So by 12 midday, it's very, very, very hot. But this woman was going to fetch water at 12 because she didn't want to meet anybody else. She didn't want to meet any other women. Women, we are very wild, though. We are very wild. If we decide that we're going to take you down, it can easily not be nice for you. So she went at 12 when she was hoping not to meet anybody at all. When she got there, Jesus was standing there. And Jesus said, I want, can you give me a drink? John 4, 7, as you can see on the board. Give me some water. The woman was surprised. Why was she surprised? The first reason why she was surprised was that she could see that Jesus was a Jew. It used to show in their clothing. And she was a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans, they don't flow. And some of you are here this morning. You've not had a word with God because you feel that you and God, you don't flow. You don't flow. 
And then she came and she had several interactions. So she even asked him, how is it that you who is a Jew, you are asking me for water? Now, Jesus had a very long talk with this woman. It's a very interesting story and I hope you get a chance to read it. You know, one of the things about this woman was that, you see, later on in the story, Jesus told her, go and call your husband. And when he said, go and call your husband, the woman said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, what you have said is true. You have had five husbands, and the sixth one, the one who is with you now, is not really your husband. You see, the thirst for something. She was looking for something. She was needing something. And the thirst for that thing had driven her to man number one. When she didn't get it, she went, left him, went to man number two, and she kept on until she came to man number six. I'm speaking to a young lady. You've been on this campus for a few years. First year it was Kojo, second year it was Abukari, third year it is Noah, fourth year I wonder, fourth year there are four or five of them. You, what you don't realize is that it's a thirst within you that is driving. You are looking for something and your hope is that the next guy will be it. Now learn something eh? Whether a young lady, young man, there are some women who think, oh, I'll get this guy as my husband, he'll make me happy. I'll get this lady as my wife, he'll make me happy. There is no human being on this earth who can make you happy. It's too much responsibility for one person. It's not possible. It's not possible. Are you in the house this morning? So this woman was thirsting for something. She had never met Jesus. What she was thirsting for had driven her from man to man to man. Yours may not be men. It may be drink. Yours may not be drink. It may be excessive studying to get the A's. And you think that if I can just clock enough A's, A, 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 I'll be okay. But you realize that after you have finished clocking the A's of first year, second year, third year, still there is something there. Why? Because there is a thirst that cannot be filled by anything that is on air. And so Jesus was talking to the woman because he could see beyond her mask. Are you in the house? Are you there? This woman was thirsty for something. And that was why Jesus was talking to her. He had seen the whole story. She didn't know. This morning, he has seen your whole story. And that's why he said to her in John chapter 4 and verse 14. In fact, let's, let's read it from verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, because the woman was asking, how come you're asking me for water? whosoever drinks of this water shall test again. So if you drink a physical thing, if you try to satisfy it by a physical thing, verse 14, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him as a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The day you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the day you give yourself to him, something that is in you gets satisfied. And all of a sudden, you don't need to do what you were doing before because you are satisfied. Ask your neighbor, are you satisfied? What are you chasing? What are you trying to fill the hole with? He says, come, because he wants to give you water. And he says that when you drink of that water, you are satisfied. Since I met Christ, I have not had any desire to go and look for something else. Hey, 
Hey, mommy, I'm a Christian. I've gone to look for Tigari. Then you, I think you must find Christ properly. Oh, it is true. Those of you who is when you have a problem, you go and look for somebody else. Your thirst is not satisfied. You are still thirsty. Your thirst is not satisfied. Ask your neighbor, your thirst, is it satisfied? Are you okay? I know some of you, you even come from my church. You are a church baby. And then when you come to church, then you start going to investigate. If it's not epilogue that you are going to, it's report night that you are going to. If it's not, I want to suggest to you that it's time you find Christ for yourself. You've been riding on your parents' own. That's why there's a desire in you to go and see something else and experience something else. I told you in this church, what do we say? Experience is the teacher of who? Fools. Yeah. Why? Because you can always learn from somebody else's experience. Why are you going to go to a school that may kill you? Oh, you may have the experience all right. You may learn all right, but you may not wake up again. Hey, like how some of you, you want to experience the corona before you wear a mask. <laughs> it's a teacher of fools. You must be a fool. And why there is nothing else in the church? Have I called your name? <laughs> but I'm reminded of the song that says, If the cap fits, wear it. <laughs> yeah, it's because you want to feel the sickness first before you know that hey, the thing is baby. Yeah, it's true. Just last week, Sunday, Saturday, one of my small girls, her father was around. And she said, oh, he had fallen ill. He had gone to the hospital. When she started describing, I said, child, this thing, is it all? Are you there? She said, oh, the doctor didn't see that. I said, okay. This was Saturday. Sunday, the person went back. Monday, they called her, he's in hospital. I said, what hospital? They said, a private hospital. I said, oh, you are. If you don't take care, they'll finish this man. Monday, he was there. Tuesday, they said he's on oxygen. I asked her that. Diabetes, do they put them on oxygen? High blood pressure, do they put them on oxygen? I said, yeah, open your eyes open. They didn't refer the man to Thursday. Friday, he got his diagnosis. That's it. Are you there? As at yesterday, they say, I see you. That's where they're going to cut your throat. That's why we are putting oxygen. It's not working. We are cutting. Don't even joke. How did I get into all this one? Let's come back to our... <laughs> I was talking about experience. You don't want to experience it. Number two, I'm talking to you about why God says come. I said, as he's calling you, when you came to church this morning, you thought that a friend was calling you. You didn't understand that it was God calling you. And because he's God and he's a spirit, the Bible says that he's, he's spirit. Are you there? So when he has to deal with us, he always puts a human being there. That's why it was a human being who came and called you. But actually, he is the one saying, come. What is the second thing that he does? He says, come, because he knows that the sins that you are carrying, you know, if he doesn't help you, trouble don't come. Hey, do you know that sin is a burden? Let me explain. Have you ever told a lie before about something? Okay, only angels came to church today. One day, at that time I was working in government service. I was a pastor, but I was a lay pastor. And I wanted to go to a program. And I told a lie that my mother was not well. And I traveled all the way from Tamale to Accra. I enjoyed my program fully and I came back. 
When I came, I had a very nice carrying boss. So when I arrived back, my boss asked me, how is your mother? Help me. I'd forgotten that time that my mother was not well. <laughs> Do you understand why I say it's a burden? Because now I was forced to remember that, hey! <laughs> Sin, it's a burden, no? I now had to retrace my steps. And then now, I started to pray that he will not ask too into detail like okay so how is she now have you people taking her have you has she got some health care because as the person asks questions you'll be lying more i said sin is a burden young man you say that when you play the girls one against the other is fun it's a burden it's a burden grown man you are paid for the room you are sitting in your own room that you paid for you have switched off the lights and locked the door so that the other girl will think you are not there can you not see that it's funny you are paid in your own room. Should you not have freedom in your room? I said, should you not have freedom in your room? But there you are. You have locked the door. You are hiding in the corner like a little thief. What you don't know is that sin is a burden. Young lady, you thought that when you had the abortion, that was the end of it. They told you that after that, you don't need to think about it. It's not true. It's not true as you have discovered Oh yeah, it's not true. Every once in a while, can you not see that you are moody? Every once in a while, it pops up. Many years ago, I met a lady in the hospital. She was not a Christian. I'd gone to have my first child. She had come to have her second child. And she became my friend, and we're talking. And then she said to me, she was not a Christian. She said abortion. Never. And she bossed me a story. And she said that she was in, an, in a relationship with an abusive man. She had come from another country. She didn't know the laws of that country. And the man used to beat her up. Finally, one day, she came to work because everybody knew it in the office. And her boss called her and said, this is Norway. You don't have to live with that. And he just put in her hand a piece of paper. When she looked at the paper, it was the address of a place where they help women in trouble. So she went there. And the people helped her. And they helped her to move out. She wasn't married to the man, you know, and helped her to start a new life. And as she started her new life, she discovered that she was pregnant. And she said, Kai, baby of that man, never. And she went and she aborted it. She terminated it. Years later, she met somebody. And she married the person. And she was pregnant and she had her first child. And she said to me that, she said, when I held my first child in my arms, then I said, ah! What have I done? It's one of these I killed. And she said, as she held the first child, instead of happiness, she began to weep and she began to wail. And she said, abortion, if they tell you that that's the end, it's never true. That's not, not from a Christian point of view. I'm just showing you how sin is a burden. She said she wept until they began to wonder, what is it? Don't you want the child? What is wrong? And then she said, can you imagine? Are you with me? What am I saying? I said, sin is a burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. And as we walk in our general lives, we are sinners. So, hey. But there are two categories of people here today. There is one group here, sinners, all right. But every time they sin, they go and ask for forgiveness and they get. As far as the east is from the west, so far shall I remove your sin. We just read the scripture also in Hebrews where he says that I don't remember it anymore. And then there's another group of sinners here today. You are still carrying your own. 
Thank you very much. Psalm 103 verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. There's another group. You are walking with your sin on you. It's not gone anywhere. Sin is a burden. That's why you have decided that you stop the weed, but you are still smoking. Hey! If it is you, I've not mentioned your name. Just look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it is you. Ah. Number three, my time is almost up. Why did he say come? He said come because he wants to heal you. Master, I will tell you that I'm sick. You see, your answer crash shows you are not well. It's not every physicalness that's physical. First of all, one of the things I have learned as a pastor is that in any place there's a gathering, people are not well. I remember one time I felt by the Holy Ghost, led by the Holy Ghost to just have a, 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 a healing service. And I remember coming to the service and saying that, but Lord, everybody looks well. He said, you just do what I tell you. Hey, help me. If I tell you the testimonies, not knowing that people were carrying things. Things. So there are some of us where there we need physical healing. Are you here? But there's another category. You need some mental healing. You saw me there, that's how I am. You don't know that you are borderline madness. Yeah, Joe. What do we call it these days? Personality disorders. We have given a very nice name. Oh. They used to call it madness. We call it uh, bipolar. So it sounds polite. <laughs> I mean, how can you wake up in the morning? Just look outside and say that I'm depressed. <laughs> and you are and truly you are depressed. It's not a joke. It's truly. You are even struggling to get out. I'm showing you sickness. Sickness. That's why he wants to heal us. Are you in the house? Some of you the way you are quiet. I don't know whether. Yeah sickness and you see sometimes you are sick you don't know yeah some of you you have lost people you are not well that you don't realize that you need help are you there many years ago we lost our mother i mean she was an old lady when she passed and my sweet sister sitting here helping yvonne she didn't cry not for anything it's just like i mean one of those things hey we have finished everything. We have finished the funeral. She'll be walking around doing her own business and the tears have now come. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. So, Sandra, as you, you are not okay. You are not okay. You are not okay. But you are walking around as a one crying as if I'm a child. But it's like, yeah, that's how it is. But he knows. He knows. Some of you who dress so nicely, paint your faces you look like you call yourself divas <laughs> and I mean as we see you the rest of us we envy you because you are just on point 
I mean, every hair is in place all the time. You always look well put together. You look like something enviable. Everything matches everything, and you're just the right proportions in everything. And I mean, even when we want to invite you to church, we're afraid because you look so put together. We don't know how to speak. But the truth of the matter is that all that thing you have put on yourself is just a makeup to hide the fact that you are sick. You are sick. Some of you cry yourself to sleep in the night because you don't like yourself. You say, who will like me? Because I don't like myself. Then you wake up in the morning, then you put the mask back on. But Jesus knew. That's why he brought you to church tonight. That's why he brought you to church today. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus was walking down a road and there was a man sitting there. Take it from verse 46 somewhere there. There was a man sitting by the roadside. He could not see. He could only hear a lot of people passing. And he asked, Who, What is happening? And they said, Jesus is passing. The man said, Jesus, I've not seen him before, but I know him. He will sort me out. And he began to shout from where he was sitting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The people who were around him said, Be quiet. Because people don't like emotions that are coming at the wrong time in their estimation. The man was blind. But he shouted. The more they stopped him, the more he shouted. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that as he was going, suddenly Jesus heard him and Jesus stopped. This morning, Jesus has stopped because of somebody. You have been walking around saying that, I need help. I need help. Nobody knows that you need help, but Jesus knows that you need help. And this morning, because of you, he has come to town. Because of you, he has stopped in his tracks. And he said, who is that? Where is he? Because you see, the man, had, he was blind. He had lost his way and there are many of you yes you are here you are in school you are writing you are doing things it looks like it's okay but the truth of the matter is that you've lost your way you have lost your way a young man said to me I don't even recognize myself anymore I, is this who I have become I, I, I don't recognize myself but I got good news for you Jesus stopped and he said, bring the man to me. And the same people were telling the guy to shut up. They went and brought him. And when they brought him, Jesus asked him, what should I do for you? This morning, Jesus has called you. He's saying, what should I do for you? And the man said, I want to see. And he said, oh, your faith has healed you. Just receive it. I'm ending. Hallelujah. He said, you have received your sight. And that is it. The fourth reason why he calls you this morning and says come is because he wants you to experience his love. Many of us, the love that we have experienced is the kind of love that says, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. One, one draw. Or you have not discovered that there's no free cook yet in the world. Young lady, there's no free fried rice. Oh. Payday, baby. Oh. Hey, I said payday. Payday will come. Payday will come. Are you in the house? Or oh, you have not had broken hearts before? Hey! Me, I've had broken hearts before. I was dizzy here. I said, hey! Look at how the church is quiet. You have made your face straight like you, dear. You have not had something. No problem, no problem. You leave those of us who are sinners over here. <laughs> 
But I want to show you two of the most beautiful verses in the Bible. Let's start from John 3.16 that most of you know even though you don't care about it. <laughs> John 3.16. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved you enough to put everything aside. But verse 17 which most of you don't know it says that what? It says for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. You have done a lot of things. Before I found Christ when I was your age, I was a serious double agent. Serious. When I go, that's why it is not easy for you to trick me. You people, because. Eh, hey, when I get home, Angel above you. Ah, I'll clean up everything. I think only my little sister knew that I was some way. But my parents, oh, their daughter, she's very, very correct, too. Oh, correcto, perfecto. When I arrive, I'll do everything. I'll clean the house, I'll clean the cupboards, I'll do everything. There was another side to the life. There was another side. I remember when I went on campus first, small enough, my father would be visiting me and I said, I have to sort this matter out. Hey, she says, I thank you for love. I told my father, I said, you see, daddy, the way I'm an agri student, and yeah, we go to school from Kunku to Grand Grand, early morning to early night. So in fact, as you are coming, you will not be meeting me. Yes, when I'm free now, I'll come home. He said, oh, okay. It was partially true. It's true that we go to school from Kronkron to Grand Grand, but the thing was that I wanted freedom to do my own thing. <laughs> Are you there? But when I found Jesus, this verse became so, so, so sweet to me. Because I found out that Son, now when Jesus came, he will come again. That's why it's a different coming. But the one he has come already, the Bible says that he didn't come to condemn. That's why here, I don't condemn anybody. I know some of you, who, if you are visited, you were probably shocked to see my four guys. Today there were four. Usually there are two or three. But today there are four. It was nice. But they came and they were rapping in church and they the language that day to day understand. If I force them to go and sing hymns, I don't know what will happen. <laughs> Help you, can it work? These guys jumping around here, you're jumping all over. I don't know how they will jump inside the hymns. <laughs> how will they jump? They'll say what? Give me a hymn. What? So what? Uh, blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Hope. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot work are you there but Jesus does not condemn he does not condemn I don't know where you I don't know what you have done I don't know where you have been but I came to tell you today that he has called you this morning to tell you that I've seen all your case I've seen all your ways I've seen all your things but I came not to condemn you but to save you this morning if you are sitting and you can hear my voice I'm saying to you that the Lord says come 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 you are thirsty here is water drink come you are not 
not well. Here is health. Receive it. He says, look, look at the burden of sins that you are carrying. You can feel your guilt like a cloak around you. But he says, come, let me remove that cloak and give you the cloak of righteousness so that you will know that you are worth something. This morning, the master is calling. This morning, the master is speaking. This morning, there is attention in heaven. They are watching you and they are looking at you and they are saying, don't sit on your seat. Don't get stuck. Don't remain there. Today, if you can hear, answer him. Answer him. Answer him. Answer him. When he says come, answer him. Stand to your feet. Just morning. Stand to your feet. This morning, if you can hear me, I want to say to you, receive him. Receive him. Receive him. I love you, Lord. Could you use that one? Oh, yeah. Please follow the key. Don't follow this voice that is finished. Are you in the house? I love Do you know you, Jesus? For your mercy never fails. Oh, his mercy me. never fails. And all my days I've held in your hand From the moment that I wake up ah. Let's just run. 
As every head is bowed this morning and every eye is closed, he's calling you so that you will experience that goodness running after you. Oh yes, I can testify that his voice has led me through the fire. That in the darkest night he has been close like no other. I have known him as my father and I have known him as my friend. And this morning I want to invite you to give your life to him. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I don't know your situation, but between you and him, he knows. You want to experience the same Lord that we are talking about. Oh yes, I know you have been coming to church, I know. But I'm saying, have you given your life to Jesus? Are you sure of the eternal life that he promised us in John 3, 17? Maybe you have been doing your best. You have even all these funny things we are talking about. You haven't done some. But is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Only one thing will take you there. That's to give your life to Jesus. And so today, I stand here to invite you to receive him. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift your right hand up in the air. Just where you are standing. God bless you. I see your hands. Just lift them. Just lift them. Just lift them right where you are. Just lift up your hands. Just lift them. God bless you. Outside, to the side, to the back. Lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if your hand is lifted and you're saying, I want to receive that Jesus, please step out of where you are. Just come. Take your books with you. Take your bag with you. And just come. Just come and stand here. Oh, yes. His goodness will run after you from today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my darling. Just come. Just come. Your goodness is running Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. With my life laid down, I surrender. I give you everything. Oh, you can hear me. Just come. Just come. Just come. Maybe your friend is saying don't go, but your friend is not going to account for you. Break out and come. Break out and come. There is, a, there is a party in heaven this morning because of you. Break out and come. Break out and come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, yes. Maybe you are saying I'm too far away. I'm waiting for you. Just come. Just come. maybe where you are sitting you are bargaining with yourself should I go should I not please step out don't let any devil keep you in your seat your best friend is holding you back just turn the other way and come this morning God has called you he sent somebody to you and he said come or you got a letter saying come or you just saw it, you came yourself. He says, come, please step out of where you are. They're just singing the chorus one more time. And as they're singing it, may God help you. Just come, just come, just come, just come. Oh yes, just come. Step out and Some people outside need help to come. Help them to come. I give you Goodness is running after me. It's running after me. 
somebody you are asking yourself am I saved am I not saved should I go should I not go that question just come just come so that the next time you ask yourself that question you will remember that you gave your life to Christ on the 1st of August year 2021 what a way to begin the month what a way just step out and come we're just waiting for you a few more minutes oh yes oh yes this morning there's rejoicing in heaven because of you oh yes hallelujah if you're standing in front here let us pray I want you to make this prayer your own I'm just saying these words to guide you but I want you to make them your own you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in your blood cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me I thank you for helping me I thank you for healing me in Jesus name Amen and Amen We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-S-E. God richly bless you.